Hello and welcome to GameSpot After Dark. I was caught unaware there because I was reading an email, which is something I do regularly. I am mm. your host, Tomorrow Saying. I feel like I haven't been here in months. It's been a while. It's I've been, been like I've been, two I've been weeks, hosting right? the past yeah. Yeah. three or four. Did it episodes feel good to be back in the it hosting. It does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get used to it. I'm not. Um, <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I like making a- you do the work, and then I just follow along. <laughs> Tune out when I lose interest. I just look around. There was a period like last week where I was like, I'm just going to tell Jake to take over again. And I was like, he probably doesn't want that. We'll yeah, just, we'll just share duties. We'll just share duties. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes, I'm joined by Jake Decker, the podfather, of course. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Can you reintroduce me as the proud owner of a Steam Deck, Jake Decker? The proud owner of a Steam Deck. Thank you. Thank you. Jake Decker, a.k.a. the Finally podfather. Got it. Now, everyone on this podcast has a Steam Deck. Everyone important. <laughs> Mm, who yeah. loves games mm-hmm. and puts in the effort yeah. to ensure yeah. that they're at the cutting edge of video games yeah, so right. they can accurately talk about yeah. their passion for video games has a Steam Deck. And the biggest Lord of the Rings fans have of, a Steam yeah, Deck. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, is, yes. There's like a correlation. You know the concentric circles completely overlapped mm-hmm. for this. Lord of the Rings yeah. fan, Steam Deck owner on top of each other. Mm. That's how it works. Yeah. Uh, Jean-Luc, a fellow owner of a Steam Deck is also here. How yeah. are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm good. How are you, Tam? More importantly, are, wait, how's are, your Steam Deck? Oh, my, I'm, uh, my Steam Deck is, it's great. It's totally not collecting dust because I haven't used it in a, like mm-hmm, two weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm using it every day. Wonderful. wonderful. For sure. Great, great, um, great, great. Love to see it. Actually, there is, there is a game I should totally download on it and try out. That'd be probably pretty fun. <laughs> I've been playing mine a decent amount, but I don't think I've committed, not since Elden Ring have I committed to like playing a game like multiple hours in a row. I've been like dipping in and out of things. Um... But yeah, mm-hmm. um, I haven't been on for. I can't even remember why I've not been on. I don't know. I wasn't. Here I was gonna week. ask. Are you? Are you doing okay? You know, I'm living. Like you I'm know, alive barely with all the news in the. Which news? You know the oh the queen thing. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to ask every British person. Yeah, every I know. British you, person. You okay? Uh, you doing well, all right. The Gamespot official social uh, t- the Twitter account was like breaking news. Uh, whatever, whatever. And I was like, firstly, I was like. And I replied with like uh, the only queen I bow to bow down to is Queen Annalise of the Vile Bloods. That's, that was it. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't like you know get bummed out. I, it's, it's sad for a person no longer existing, you know, and they clearly had family and friends, but also like you know a, a multi-year campaign of pillaging, raping, and killing. So. Whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. ninety-six years too. That's a lot of time. Yeah, a lot so, of people don't get to yeah, live yeah. that long. It's true. So. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah, but let's get into what we've been up to. Uh, Jake, what have you been up to? You've been playing something that I played a bit of as well, and you've written a preview about it as well. I've written a preview of it, and I have a video preview that should go up later today, mm-hmm. maybe tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but I've been playing Plague Tale Requiem, mm-hmm. which is a game I'm very excited for. Hmm. Uh, I really liked the first game. I thought the story was great. Uh, I thought the characters were wonderful. Looked great. Mm. Wasn't super wild about the combat. I'm a little disappointed in the combat stealth side of Plague Tale Requiem based on what I've played. Now, I've only played two short chapters. I'm sure you get more Mm. stuff you can use and and more abilities and and, and all that good stuff. But based on that small section I played, I did not really care for the combat. There were moments that were cool, but a lot of it was like, okay. Mm. Part of it, though, um, it... 
it's hard previewing a story-heavy game, especially mm. when you just come in halfway because mm-hmm. it's. I, I have no idea what's going on. And like I said, the thing I'm most excited for is the story. Mm. And I don't know a lot of what's going on. So I, I, I'm excited to find out. So I'm still excited for the game. I will play the game mm. when it comes out. But uh, it, it, it's a weird game to preview. I also feel like there's been like three or four previews of this game now. Like you previewed it mm-hmm. before. Uh, it comes out in a month. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, so I don't know the, the, the preview schedule seems a bit Weird, heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say I did run into some bugs too. Um, we can kind of touch on that, but you played it too. I'm curious yeah. what you think. Cause I feel so like I've it's been, it's been thought about ages since I played the original. Um, so my main kind of immediate takeaway was like, it's a beautiful game. Um, mm. I was playing it on like uh, my PC is pretty beefy. It's, it's got a 3090 in there. And I had like started playing it with everything on four. And it's like really, really nice looking. Yeah, it's like, gorgeous. So it's, it's like stunning stuff. Um, everything from like the lighting to the to kind of like the the bloom and the, the god rays and all that kind of stuff looks really, really nice. And obviously it's got a very unique aesthetic as well that kind of like um, kind of like a French countryside look to it. That is like yeah, with like a dark fantasy, slight, yeah, yeah, twist to it. Look, it looks really, really nice because of that. Um, so that like my first kind of impression was like, wow, this is really beautiful, and the character models are super high res, and you know the acting is great. Um, so the 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 other stuff that struck me was one, yeah, I, because it's been a while since I played it, I forgot how weird it can be. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you're like, for the longest time, my, my memories of it were just about these, you know, these siblings trying to escape from, you know, this this horrible fate they, that they could be dealt. Um, and then there's some rats on the way that you're trying to get. And then it there's was a like, lot of rats. Yeah, there's a lot of rats. Some is a, yeah. you know. But now it's like, Hugo can, he's got rat sense. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, what? I was like what the hell was this in the i don't think that was in the last game was it no so me like, and jake were trying to like remember like was that in the last game i don't think yeah and i think that also is a symptom of us dropping in like middle of the game for two chapters yeah so hugo now can use he's like communing with the rats yeah so i, I don't want to i mean it, it's hard not to spoil the first one given like yes, what yes. this preview is but there is a point in that original game near the end where he definitely has some yes. sort of uh, a connection, a connection yeah. with yeah. the rats and the plague. So it makes sense <laughs> in that sense. And now I'm going to say rat sense to add more yeah, sense yeah. to this. Um, but <laughs> it's funny you bring up rat sense because that is actually what it's called. Yeah. I, I when I read it, I was like, that that's a joke. That's got to yeah. be a joke, no, like a typo. But it is called rat sense, and yeah. I can't tell you how tired I am of these arbitrary in-game vision modes that tell me where enemies yeah. are. <laughs> like, to me, it feels like, I get it. Like, I, I think it's good to be there, and I imagine it's there for people who may need that extra help. But, like, I mm. want to be immersed in that world, and I want to, like, hear soldiers coming for yes. me. I don't yes. want to see them glowing orange. And I yeah. think, so the thing about Rat Sense is, I think even based on the small amount we've played, the fact that it's in there is an indication of the kind of where the design for this game is moving. You mm-hmm. don't put that kind of ability in there unless your game is now more stealth focused, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. that wasn't the case with the original where it was stealth focused, but it was it very like simple. Puzzly. Yeah, you're like throw the stone over here or, you know, cause some noise over here to distract or like just try and skirt around. And Reticence is perhaps a little... Uh, it shows that they're looking to 
explore more of the stealth side of it, which is both exciting as someone who like stealth games are like top on my same mm-hmm. with you guys as well, right? Like you mm-hmm. love stealth games. So yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Let's see what at the same time, like it's really hard to do good good stealth like really hard so that's one element of it so i I imagine we're going to be doing a lot more stealth also like the rat sense didn't feel great it was functional but the the reason they didn't feel great to me was like you'd hold the button down and it's not like batman's detective vision where it's like you hit it and then immediately everything around you it flips on this is like you start emanating a kind of like a yeah. light around you and so what happens is if you just press the button for a second you basically just light up your immediate like literally a centimeter around you so you have to hold the button down and like let it kind of expand out which i guess makes it gives it some sort of like strategic consideration but it's also kind of annoying where it's like every time i want to just get a quick glance of where people are at and what they're doing mm. i have to hold it down and as far as i remember it's not like one of those ones where it's like once you've seen them like the the kind of like uh indication that they're in that area persists yeah like it, it, it kind of like momentarily goes, but yeah it, it goes fades. away very quickly so you're constantly like holding this button down and it like the color of this like, it's like yellow piss looking color so it looks like oh god it's beautiful looking world and now i'm like looking at this yellow thing constantly and then um so what like did, i did what does the, it actually show is it so just- it shows where enemies are okay like, where they are and it will like go through walls and stuff mm-hmm. like that is, is there any limitations to like how you can see them or anything there's like a limited view like it doesn't yeah. go yeah but but it's, is that based purely on like where you are where you are mm-hmm. yeah okay because yeah, yeah. i when i hear rat sense my brain thought like, oh, you're like using the rat's vision to that, see things. No, that's so the idea. That's the idea. So like okay. the rats are picking up on the vibrations and the various other tells that humans in the world oh, okay. are doing and they're feeding that information back to yeah. Hugo. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it'd be kind of cool if it was like, depending where the rats are located in the area, like you could you see could, in pockets yeah. there. Yeah. Like maybe that, that would, would be interesting. But then you have to give yeah. the player some means of moving manipulating those rats and that becomes way more complicated yeah i, I, mean, I get stuff. why maybe they went for a simpler yeah, approach yeah so i think that the and then on top of that like the stealth itself like if if it was like the stealth was awesome and then that mm-hmm. was like an additional layer which was like kind of weird great but like the stealth feels fairly rudimentary as yeah. is um it, it, it's kind of like there was something about it, the 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 AI which felt a little bit inconsistent at times like sometimes they were great at like spotting you like perhaps a bit too good where like you mentioned it in your preview but like they looked through some stuff at one point like, yeah mm-hmm. there there was one part where I was sneaking and I was hiding behind a ridge and I moved past the ridge am I too low now sorry <laughs> I switched chairs because this one was squeaky um, I, I hid behind a ridge and then I was like okay I'm gonna move up a little bit I'm gonna go to the bush. And a guy saw me right through the bush and then just rushed me and then I was trapped and died, Uh, which that seems like a small issue. Mm -hmm. And and, and to an extent it is. But like when you're on a roll and when you're trying to get invested in that world, which is something a game like that kind of does because it looks so beautiful. And then when a guy sees you you through a bush and that that momentum is just killed. Yeah. And like when he saw me, I was like, okay, well, I can probably scavenge this. I can hop off this little cliff down to this area where he used to be but I couldn't jump down because it wasn't like a white, like the things you can climb are labeled white and there was no white. So I couldn't jump yeah. down. And it's just one of those very video game things where it's like, I, I, I should be able to jump, but I can't because I see the seams of this world. Yeah. 
Um, and and yeah, that that kind of like rudimentary stuff was another thing that I was looking at. I was like, ah, they they haven't quite got a unique kind of like feel to this yet. So enemies were like very good. Like sometimes they'd catch me, and sometimes they wouldn't. And then like the 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 issues from there that kind of spiral out is like when you get caught and you're in a um, you basically it's it felt um, impossible to like re-establish stealth if you know what mm. I mean. Mm-hmm. Like once yeah. you've been caught you're caught and everyone knows exactly where you are. It's not like you can run away, break line of sight. It didn't feel like I could anyway, because I tried and I kept failing and there was no one around, but like you've just activated alert mode and it's just not going away. And if you get cornered, you're forced into combat. The combat didn't feel, it was kind of like very jarring in the way that like the enemy would hit me to knock me down. I would stand up and then I had like a decision to make where Mm -hmm. it was like, most of the time it was just like attack. And then you'd fight back and sometimes like you'd knock them down again and you can maybe try to run away or like you can kill them. But most of the time they just killed me. And I was like, restart. And you mentioned in your preview, like it reached a point where I was like, if I get caught, I'm just restarting this section, which is not great um, to be a place to be. Yeah. So that that kind of those two things are concerning to me in a a way, like gameplay wise. Mm -hmm. And, And yeah, so... But like in, in a lot of other ways, I was also kind of like, the other thing I want to talk about was, um, so I sent you a message being like, how do I progress in this area? And you were like, oh, you got to knock the thing down. Use an item to do that, right? Yeah, it was like, so I forget, you had to throw a tar on something. So you have to throw, basically you have to use item. Did you have to craft that? Yes. So you have to craft something. Generally in stealth games, there isn't always like a crafting resource mechanic that um, you include that could potentially gate your progress. Because mm. if you're a person who's like very fixated on stealth, you're some people who are playing stealth games are inclined to take less risks, right? If you're in an area full of enemies, you you probably, you see like a shiny collectible there. The decision you make is, do I go for that collectible and risk getting stealth caught and causing problems? Or do I just sacrifice that so i can get through yeah problem in this is i did that where i was like okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get baited into trying to collect resources that are like available and risk exposing myself and getting yeah. into these combat scenarios i'm just gonna focus on stealthing try and get out of here quietly so no one sees me when i got to that point where i texted you about i had no resources to craft oh. the thing that i do so i was stuck i had no and then i was like oh i have to now backtrack and I was there was and I couldn't like backtrack pretty far. Yeah, each new it, section. Yeah, it locks you off. The door she closes you off. So I was basically stuck in this area with no way to progress because yeah. I had no resources. Which is like, I feel like those that stealth element and then like using resources, collecting and using resources, um, is like at odds. Maybe early in the game they explain to you like, hey, you need to grab this stuff, or like you build the memory mm-hmm. or knowledge through it by playing through the first few chapters. But so this could be like a symptom of us dropping halfway through. Yeah. Again. I, I definitely think that's part of it because there y- you have a lot at your disposal at the beginning, but I didn't really know what a lot of that stuff did. I knew it mm. some of it did because I'd played the previous game, but it was years ago. Um, but but it was hard for me to like understand the usefulness of certain things like yeah. that puzzle in particular. I had all of this stuff and I to, to craft that. I just didn't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't know that tar um, made yeah. fire bigger. I don't remember if that was in the original game. It could have been, but I didn't remember and there was nothing telling me. So I think that in particular for me was just a symptom of jumping in halfway and being like, all right, that was the clue to this puzzle. Mm. There weren't really any tips 
um, yeah. for it, which generally I like. You know, I, I don't like it when a puzzle gets spoiled through tips, but also I need to know what I'm working with in order to get through some of these puzzles. Yeah. But like, and then the combat scenario in that thing that we use, uh, that I did and you did, um, was you get to control the horde of rats as yeah. Hugo and like send this wave of rats to eat enemies and, and kind of clear a room that way, which is like an interesting new, me- new mechanic, but like at this stage felt just kind of like like a novelty. Like you just send the rats to the thing. Yeah. They didn't really stand a chance. There was nothing yeah. to do with So the, the section after that I thought was a little more interesting because there was a lot more guards. You could use the rats, but you had to use them carefully because the, some guards were carrying torches and if they have torches, you can't get to them. Some guards would be near fire. So you'd have to like, Gotcha. You'd have to like extinguish the fire and then send the rats in. And that was cool. I enjoyed that. But the bug I ran into there was I couldn't crouch. Mm-hmm. Like I swapped my controller. I uh, checked the key bindings, went for mouse and keyboard, and, and I just couldn't crouch. So people would just see me, reloaded the save, still happening. What ultimately did it was I just restarted the demo. Yeah. Um, or restarted that, that chapter of the demo, yeah. and then I was able to get through. Um, so so I, my guess... I don't, I don't even want to speculate, but like, I, I think there's going to be some cool moments, mm-hmm. like cool level design and like ways you can use these tools. But the ones they showed off, particularly at the beginning, I found pretty dull. Yeah. I would say. I think like where, like, it's kind of interesting because we're dropped in the middle of the game. I don't know if that's like a kind of a, a a build or whatever mm-hmm. or a character loadout that is like indicative of what you'll have up and that at that point mm-hmm. but if it is like i wasn't particularly super excited about what we had there it was like okay i've got rat sense and i've got i can control rats and i've got a couple of things but like there's nothing exciting in their gameplay wise you know what yeah. i'm saying um so like the build up if that's like middle of the game it's just gonna be like okay it's going to be fairly plain up until that point, and then it doesn't really get much better. But, like, again, we have to emphasize that this was a preview build. Bugs included are, like, subject. We expect bugs in preview builds, and we kind of, yeah. like, factor those in. It's probably going to get better. We hope it's going to get better. Um, but, like you said in your preview, the thing I'm excited about is the narrative, the characters, yeah. and the world. And that's what really, like, oh, for me, elevated the original Plague Tale. Absolutely. Um, and we've got very little taste of that. So worst case scenario is, like, the game's kind of plain and isn't particularly amazing, but we get a good story out of it. Yeah. Um, that's that's the hope anyway. And and I will say some of the some of the character stuff I did really enjoy, especially with Hugo. Mm-hmm. I, I liked Hugo in the first game. He was a little whiny. Uh, early on, but but I think it yeah. makes sense. He's a young kid who's sick, who's being dragged along this crazy adventure. But this one, I feel like he was a bit more playful, at least from what I remember. Like at the beginning of the demo, there's a part where you can race him through this field and it looks stunning. Yeah. And if he beats you, he trips on his face and they share a laugh and he gets a little annoyed because he fell, but then he finds a feather and he's like, I like feathers more than flowers now. And it's just like, yeah. it just feels like this little kid stream of consciousness. And it's, it's nice in that world because that world is dark. It's it, it's pretty depressing. It's heavy at times. I mean, you played that demo before yeah. <laughs> that preview where she was just like, "I'm going to kill everyone and put on my Batman voice or some shit." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so I, 
And Hugo wasn't in your section, right? No, no, it was yeah. just her and the um, I forget his name. Lucas, offhand. Lucas, yeah, Lucas, Lucas, the two yeah. of them. So like, I'm I'm really excited for that dynamic. I I, I want to see where the story goes. Um, I don't know if you finished the demo, but I didn't know the reason they're on that quest. I won't spoil it, but it, it, it's they're it, looking for something, right? Yeah, they're looking for something, but it's for a certain reason, and yes, it directly yeah, affects yeah, I Hugo. Know, I know um, and that made me want to continue, and I'm yeah. excited to see yeah. where it goes. So, so like, there is also like some smart not smart but like some interesting things being done with the narrative and characters based on the little i played because there's like a subversion of the first game where the first game like you said like he goes you're basically dragging this kid around and you, he needs you for everything and in this one like amicia is the one who's like in a rough spot yeah, like she keeps injured. having like she's injured and she keeps having like these moments where she's blacking out and when that happens like Hugo is springing into action now and he's not like just mm. like Amicia help me help me now he's like I'm gonna help you I'm gonna figure this stuff out mm -hmm. and he's like pushing her ahead and so it's clear that they've figured out or they, they are trying to like flip the script a bit and try and do interesting things with it which is if they get if they like stealth actions are a downer kind of indication of where the gameplay might be that moment and moments like that are a kind of positive indication of where the story could go exactly so i feel like yeah. it balances out in a in a way where like i'm still pretty excited about the game um Me especially too. considering that it's one like the follow-up to a a surprise kind of hit in a lot of ways sure. and two like asobo studios um are still kind of like figuring things out like they're they're a big kind of this is that was a big game an unexpectedly big game mm -hmm. for them so it is what Sobo Studios, isn't it? It is, yeah. 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 Um, also did Flight Simulator, or at least. Yeah, true, <laughs> helped, true. helped with Flight Simulator. Um, but yeah, like, so th this is a big opportunity for them as well. And I, and I know, and you know, they probably want to do the, get it done well. So yeah. um, we'll see. I'm excited to see more of it. Yeah, um, I as well. Yeah. Uh, Jean-Luc. Hello. You've been playing Splatoon. Splatoon. Splatoon 3. The third mm. Splatoon. Spl Splatoon the third. Splatoon the um, third. Uh, it's good. It's more Splatoon. Uh, which is uh, I, I feel a surprise. Like, first, of all. I I thought they were done. I thought that was it for Splatoon. Like two was done. Yeah, and and to be fair, like I feel like uh, some people are probably going to be a little frustrated that they are just making a third one rather than continually yeah. updating two. Splatoon 2 and I there's a part of me that agrees with that sentiment where it's like in a kind of current video game landscape like wouldn't it just make sense to update Splatoon 2 for you know longer and longer mm. um, of course this is Nintendo we're talking about yeah. who uh, loves to like not follow current trends or yeah. follow them way way too late like this game has like uh, a sort of battle pass called like a catalog which like feels very like oh we we gotta have that kind of stuff in here but then they've also already said that they're only gonna support the game for two years and people are like which is how long they support splatoon 2 for so it's yeah. like not like it's like less the amount but it, it, people were already kind of like really like okay like, there's, yeah it, it's, there's, it, there's so many parts of this game that feel like begrudging on nintendo's side right where it's like we'll give you two years it's we it. it's very weird but i will say that um there are a lot of behind the scenes changes that I do think justify it being a new release. Mm. Um, as far as like the, they've kind of redone the lobby system. Uh, you can now actually like run around a space and practice while mm. you're waiting for a match. Um, the friends list is like way easier to access. Uh, supposedly the, this is like the first Nintendo game where they're using like a new, like in-house server. 
so it should be like better, mm -hmm. uh, like a really good online. That was a hard thing for me to judge because the, uh, yeah. you know, test environment was so limited, um, which in general actually kind of made it like, uh, I, I mostly was only able to play the single player mm. because um, the servers were only online for four days yeah. and only two of those days they had like scheduled sessions. Yes. And so like the other two days I tried to get a match and I just could not. And I was like, all right, whatever. So I actually didn't get to play uh, or I got to play a very limited amount of the actual multiplayer just by having the game for like a full week mm. um, and instead played a good chunk of the single player, which continues to be excellent, by yeah. the way. Um, is it an actual single player or is it like training for multiplayer? No, no, no. Full on like Splatoon. I, I would so, so Splatoon 1 single player felt like not quite a full campaign, but like it was more than just a training mode. It was like a surprise, right? Right. And then two, they kind of built off of it. And it felt more like a proper single player. And then they had that Octo expansion, hmm. which added all these like interesting sort of like, oh, you'll do fun like challenge stuff. This feels like it's building even further off of that where you have this like full campaign with a story where you're going through these six little uh, kind of like island sections. And um, you have like these traditional single player Splatoon levels where you're uh, kind of like going through uh, these like platforming sections and fighting enemies. Then you'll also have like a weird one-off where it's like, hey, we're going to give you this very specific weapon and you have to uh, try and like hit this certain uh, like dot that's kind of like moving around. And mm -hmm. like, that's like a little challenge or like, hey, here's like a paint bucket. You need to cover this entire um, Easter Island head in paint. And like, that's the level. So like, there's a lot of variety, which is really fun. Uh, it It's really good. Like I, I really, really like the you've, the single player quite a bit. But you've not finished it, right? I haven't finished it. I think I'm almost done with it. But um, oh, yeah, so, uh, Steve so, finished it, and I think he said it took him ten hours to finish, hours, which sounds okay. about right. So okay. it's it's uh, based on where I'm at. It's pretty pretty meaty, and there's like collectibles you get that um, can kind of go back into um, like different other modes, and and uh, there's like these weird. Uh, you'll you'll find like these logs that like talk about um like the the lore of the splatoon yeah. universe uh <laughs> which is really weird and interesting uh, it's, it's major like who asked for this vibes but also everyone apparently asked for this because like, i'm into it i look I like online it. and <laughs> there are i found some surprisingly in-depth discussions about how the humans were killed and like theories about how these squid kids are now in charge well, of everything if you want the answers you gotta yeah, play splatoon, splatoon 3, 3. Yeah, <laughs> which is great uh but yeah like it, it's a, it's a really cool single player mode so i like i highly recommend people check it out i think mm. that in itself and i would say like even though this is more splatoon the overall package is like well, it's great like what you're getting you're getting yeah. you know a 10 hour single player campaign you're getting um the you know turf turf war which is the typical splatoon multiplayer mm. um i think it's got maps from all three games, um, not every map, but like a, I think like 12 maps, like a good chunk of them. They have all the weapons from the previous games plus a bunch of new ones. There's a, a katana you get, which is really, really fun to use. Mm. It's called Splatana, right? Splatana. It yeah. also, I think it has a different name as well, though. I feel like I've seen two names for it. I feel like I saw a different name than that. Yeah. I, I was, oh God, what review was I reviewing? I was reading a review and the, the writer had pointed out, God, I should try to find it. Um, but the writer pointed out that like this is one of the first multiplayer games in a while that feels like a complete 
package. Yeah. You know, yes. it seems like yes. a, a lot of times now when we get new multiplayer games, it's like, okay, here's a couple maps for you mm-hmm. to start with. Yeah. Maybe we'll add another mode later. Uh, so, so that that honestly had me excited, more excited for Splatoon 2. Even though it is more of the same, at least it's like, it feels complete. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Like, if you like Splatoon and you want, like, hey, I could go for some more Splatoon, it's like you are getting absolutely bang for your buck with this package. Like, yeah, multiplayer, um, you're getting the uh, Salmon Run, the PvE mode yeah. returns. This time, I actually forgot that it worked this way, but in Splatoon 2, you could only play it during, like, certain times of yes. the day. yeah. So now you can just play it whenever you want, which is great. Wait, um, Salmon Rush? Salmon Run. Yeah. You can only play it certain times of the day? In, in Splatoon 2. There were, yeah, I totally I forgot, forgot that was that. a thing. They like cycled it in and out as well for a while, right? Like it was like, oh, there's just is no Salmon Run for a little bit. and Maybe, and yeah, like something like that. Stuff. Now you yeah. can just play it whenever you want, which is great. They have a um, like a little weird card mini game that has like a Tetris sort of vibe to it. I didn't check it out yet, but it looked really weird and interesting. interesting. Um they have, um, uh, like I said, they have they have a, a battle pass type thing ca- called a catalog that I guess they will like rotate out every three months. So they're like hmm. seasons uh, with new stuff. And that, most of that is um, based on uh, stuff for your locker, which is an interesting thing. So everyone has like a locker. There's like a locker room you can go to and you can go to your locker and you can basically put stuff in your locker you can put like any piece of clothing you own you can put in your locker you can put your weapons and you can put like stuff you find when you're doing the single player campaign as well as stuff you collect in the catalog it's purely just a cosmetic thing it's basically just like i want to make my locker look cool Mm. and and it's there's a lot of customization like you get different um you can get like hooks or racks so you can like hang the clothes or you can put like stickers on like the uh, side or on like the the front of it Uh, you can get different shapes of lockers. It's really interesting. It is kind of a weird thing because it's sort of off to the side and like you, you have to kind of go seek it out. So it feels a little divorced from everything else. Like mm. it, it, um, but you can also look at everyone else's lockers, like people that you've like played matches. Can you vandalize with. other people's lockers? No, sadly uh, not. Uh, um, that's a bummer. I'm, so I want to splat other people's lockers. Like I'll admit, I had a lot of fun messing around with my locker and like customizing it, but I do feel like it's a thing I'm gonna eventually get like, bored of. Yeah, get bored of or forget about. Um, so the fact that most of the catalog stuff is based around things for the locker feels weird because I go, okay, well, once I'm kind of done with the locker, what's the incentive to? to like mm. do the catalog stuff, which is sort of, again, their their battle pass, like we're rotating it out every three months. But at the same time, I would also argue, like I don't think it needs that hook necessarily. Yeah. Like Splatoon 2 didn't have that hook at all. And it was like, fine, because you know, you just play a bunch of Splatoon, you come back you know, every couple weeks for a Splatfest. Um, that's the one thing I haven't got to try is, is, Splatfest. Is Splatfest. Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be three teams instead oh. of two now. So that sounds really cool and, and interesting. Ketchup, and mustard, and... Mayo. 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 There you, there you go. go. Yeah. Um, those are always fun. Like the the yeah. uh, the versus stuff. For like yeah, and then they like redo the, the hub area and like everyone's like dancing and it's like a rave yeah. happening. Um the hub is cool also. It's it's um much bigger than the other games. Um like it feels more like a little like city corner that you're kind of like wandering yeah. around. Um I'm very excited to see all of the weird like 
drawings and like meme stuff that the People kids put in because yeah. uh, <laughs> it was funny nintendo asked us like hey we'd really like you to not use that so like nothing weird gets yeah. put in there and i was like <laughs> all right fine yeah you don't want people like appearing day one just surrounded by dongs everywhere it's just like well oh, God. you i mean i think nintendo filters some of that stuff out but you would always get it most of it would be like weird wholesome like kid drawings <laughs> or like uh I think once Among Us got really popular for a while, everything in Splatoon Among would us. be like Among Us memes yeah. in Splatoon 2, which I thought was just really adorable. And so I'm like, I've always loved that aspect of Splatoon and I'm really like happy they're They keep bringing that forward and they're that space is so big that I know there's just going to be like so many weird uh, things you can see and stuff. And it's cool. It's fun. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to play okay, more of it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited to actually like get to properly play it, like the yeah. online with people and stuff like that. I, I want to give um, the uh, ranked mode, mm-hmm. uh, which is called Anarchy Battle. Um, I played a little bit of it, um, but I didn't play much of it in Splatoon 2. So I kind of want to like get more into that. That That is a, a, a like um, Overwatch Team Fortress style like payload yeah, yeah. thing. Um, but the nice thing is that like because Splatoon matches are like really, really short it never drags on too long the way like an overwatch match can drag on yeah, sometimes yeah. where you're just like, I'm so tired. Like Splatoon matches three minutes. It's Done. like the yeah. perfect length. It's really interesting because Nintendo really doesn't have many multiplayer games, right? Like it's no. either you play Splatoon or you play Mario Kart. Smash bros. I guess smash. Yeah. Smash. If, you, if you want to play if like wanna... the, the least fun of a way to play smash. <laughs> online. <laughs> um, yeah. Online. Uh, and also like, I guess like, switch sports if you're jordan and you still somehow want to play volleyball online or whatever hey i i, I sunk a good <laughs> amount of yeah. the bowling but like online. yeah that i guess fun. but there's they don't have like a i know what you mean though. yeah like, yeah. A, a, like yeah. a marquee like multiplayer a bunch of marquee multiplayer experiences yeah. like those three the trifecta of like yeah. smash yeah mario kart and now splatoon are it so mm-hmm. it's like the slim pickings if you're a nintendo dedicated player who doesn't play stuff like fortnite and you want to play multiplayer that's kind of it so i'm glad that from that perspective it's good Mm -hmm. it's full featured yeah and it has some longevity um but yeah i don't know i i downloaded it i'm excited to play more of it i'm going to start playing it sorry um and and yeah see how it goes but i just know i won't stick with it long term sure um i think if however you felt about splatoon 2 is probably how you're gonna feel about splatoon 3 and that's pretty much how i felt about splatoon like splatoon i've always been like oh this is interesting and different and cool um but i know i definitely know people who get like super into it like you were super into splatoon 2 oh yeah will potter who used to work with us in the oh, uk is a very little splatoon in, yes. pervert that i'm like <laughs> <laughs> you need to back and joey yee was really yeah, into, splatoon. into it yeah. did an excellent series of uh uh like tips videos called like economics yeah, um, yeah that yeah. Uh, are still like all that stuff still applies so you should go look those up on our youtube yeah, channel if you great. want like splatoon tips um yeah, yeah it, it was it's weird because like splatoon 2 wasn't different from Splatoon 1 for the most part, but it felt fine because it was like, Splatoon 1 was on the Wii U. No one played that. Yeah, no one played that and also felt like, how did this even get made? I know. And the fact that they were like, Splatoon 2 is coming, everyone was like, oh, they're going to make this the best game. This is going to be awesome because like they finally like, it looks like they got approval for it. Whereas (laughs) the first game felt like they snuck it out. Someone like tricked another few people at Nintendo to put it out. Um, and then Splatoon 2 was great, but like it didn't set the world on fire. Did no, it? no, but but I, it definitely had a, a really big like dedicated audience that yeah. played that game pretty much until the day um, Nintendo stopped supporting it, even after. Um, 
it sold a lot too. Yeah. Like yeah. It sold, I have 13.3 million units, which is crazy considering the jump between the first one because obviously mm-hmm. it was on that. But but yeah. I also think a big reason that was so successful is that came out in 2017 when there weren't a lot of Switch exclusives. Um, so I think that helped a lot, but I, I wager that's why they're doing a three is because it sold as it well. It sold as so it well. And yeah, I'm curious to see uh, how much this one will stick around compared to two since kind of the novelty yeah. that wore off since Splatoon 2 is probably a lot of people's first Splatoons. Mm-hmm. That said, I think people who really like Splatoon will stick yeah. with this. And, and there's a lot of value in just like, because it's a Nintendo game, it's very like kid friendly, yeah. you know? So it's yeah. like, what are you going to get your kid? Are you going to get them... Like Call of Duty, Call of Duty, or are you gonna get them uh, Splatoon? You know, and yeah. you can, they can make fun drawings and the fun there thing, is a voice chat. <laughs> yeah, the fun thing is like for people who love Splatoon, and like, we can say this about games that we love, but like a new entry in Splatoon isn't just a video game they get to play. Like it's a whole like new cultural moment for them. Like yeah. you know, because the original Splatoon and Splatoon Two was like important for people who are into like fan art and like yeah, crafting stuff and mm-hmm. like fashion and that kind of stuff like the amount of people on etsy that were making splatoon things and like the fan art the comics that came out the memes that came out like for a lot of them this is like a big injection in the arm so yeah two two more years of that at the very least is for them probably like super exciting sure yeah you you could argue in the same way that a lot of kids play fortnite just more as a social thing to mm-hmm. hang out with their friends like splatoon is totally the same thing where like some people maybe are really into the competitiveness of it other people just want an excuse mm. to you know make some weird among us memes and yeah. maybe shoot some paint <laughs> at their friends <laughs> edgy hugo in the chat says when's arms 2 coming out i don't think we'll see another arms oh uh, sadly i didn't arms even play that one arms 2 was arms was a weird game was it wasn't it, it was pretty big in japan wasn't it i mean wasn't was that why we got for it. Wasn't that why we got that uh, arms character in Smash Bros? Smash, yeah, yeah. It was just so big in Japan. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was very so popular big. in Japan. But yeah, um, um, but yeah it, I don't think I would be surprised if we get another arms game. Yeah, arms is like an interesting idea. It's sort of this like, what if we take a fighting game multiplayer and sort of mix it up with like a punch out kind yeah. of aesthetic? Like, I think we're more a cool li- idea. Yeah. We're more likely to get a new punch out than an arms at Ooh. this point. Have I you think. ever played the Wii Punch Out? That game is underrated. Yeah, it's very, very it's good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but I don't know. Splatoon two, Splatoon three. Sorry, it's out now, right? It's out Friday. Friday this Friday. Well, okay, cool. Well, tonight, so probably. Today, yeah, it'll maybe. be tonight. Yeah, tonight. I don't know how Nintendo works, but yeah. I'd imagine yeah. maybe it comes out at nine p.m. Tonight. I think for the majority of people listening to this, it it will be out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you could probably buy it now because that is not going down in price mm-hmm. ever. No, yeah. never. No. Okay, so Splatoon two is probably still going to be sixty yeah, bucks. Splatoon, <laughs> if anything, Nintendo will be like, we're just going to jack up the price on Splatoon two. How do you like that? <laughs> I think they made the uh, Octo expansion a part of the whatever the, the nintendo bundle. online the expansion, expansion pass yeah. thing yeah <laughs> maybe they'll do an expansion for splatoon 3 like another single player maybe one. Yeah. that'd be cool that would be good yeah but maybe that'd be in a two-year cycle so we'll see. sure um i was just trying to think of anything any other games no I um i haven't played play. much to be honest yeah i tried to play plague tale on the steam deck to to test and it wouldn't work i think that's more of a preview build yeah. thing than anything else. yeah i mean the the uh, granted, your preview is uh, later than mine, but mm-hmm. when I played, tried playing a preview build in the summer, it was like struggling on my yeah. very beefy computer. Mm-hmm. So I was like, probably not. Yeah, I sat down to try and I tried to, I started Norco 
Mm. For, on Steam Deck, okay. it doesn't work good on Steam Deck. Nah. Oh, really? It, yeah, it, like it reads right everything as a keyboard mouse. So oh. I was like pressing the trigger to right click. I was just like, oh my god! That's, you know what game I loaded up? Mm. Batman Arkham Origins on Steam Deck. Steam Deck. It works says well. it. It it says no. It says like it works, this is yeah. not compatible. It totally fine, works yeah. fine. Mostly, a lot of games are like that. Like I think the other two Arkham games are fine. Yeah. Um, but. It did, it did that for Sekiro initially. It was like, I don't know about this, man. And I played it. I was like, it's fine. Yeah, totally fine. About it. Yeah. Um, and Elden Ring was like that to begin with as well. Like when sure, they first sure. released the, uh, the game, the Steam Deck, um, I loaded up Elden Ring and there was no official support. And then someone at Valve was probably saw like everyone talking about Elden Ring and like they fast tracked yeah. the support for that. And yeah. like, it was like a day or two later, they were like, officially it supporting now. it. I were like, yeah, I bet I, you officially supporting it. It's exciting to see patch notes for games that specifically mention like, hey, yeah. we've improved the functionality on like, you know, Steam Deck. Like I think Spider-Man put out like another update that mm. was like, hey, like we fixed this thing on Steam Deck and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I'm like, that's cool. Like I'm glad that developers are at least thinking about that more. Yeah. Because sure. they're realizing there is an audience and that just adds extra value by saying yeah. like, hey, our game plays great on the Steam Deck. And yeah. Makes you me want to play it. I did play. I played a, a bunch of, not a bunch, a little bit of Streets of Rage on mobile. Um, Which main, one? Streets of Rage 4. Oh, that's Playing a great game. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. Um, obviously, we did the uh, mobile showcase swipe. Mm -hmm. And as part of that, I wrote in a, 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 a skit where I'm playing it very loudly next to Kurt well, it was meant to be Lucy but then Lucy wasn't able to do it and the whole thing was like them being like what are you doing so I downloaded Streets of Rage on the day we were filming the skit and started playing it and I was like this is actually really fun on, on mobile like I was playing it on an iPad Air Wow. and I started playing it and I was like it looks really nice I played the original when it came out obviously yeah. and I was like oh this is portable Streets of Rage this is like a lot of fun so I I dip in and out of that and I forget, I keep forgetting how fun it is and how good f it feels in that game to like punch and kick stuff mm -hmm. and like the input stuff. So, um, great soundtrack. Yeah, too. great soundtrack. I'm like mm -hmm. considering doing another, uh, like I've the beat em up, um, taste is back now after playing, um, the Ninja Turtles game. Yeah, that um, game was recently, great. which yeah. is great. So now I'm like, oh, I could play some more beat em up games and it's easier as well to mm -hmm. just jump into and jump out of. So I played a, bu a, a bunch of that on, um, iPad, which was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, while we're talking about it, the, uh, the swipe mobile showcase is out now. It's live. We streamed it this morning. Mm -hmm. Um, that was fun. Um, and now you can watch it, the archive on YouTube, right? Yep. Yep. All up on YouTube. I think yeah. the swipe show was, mm -hmm. is, is one of the only like sort of events like that, that I've actually laughed at, like genuinely oh, really? laughed at, like <laughs> what you guys wrote, I thought was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad uh -huh. that, yeah, that was the, my goal was like. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna lay it out here. Like, we are, we are a triple. We are a console and PC gaming outlet, right? Like, we, yeah, we all play. We play mobile games, but people don't come for us for coverage of mobile games. No. Not, not initially. And like, we have made a lot of like headway into mobile games because mobile games are very popular. We all play them, but. And if we if we just left it there and just said that's why we did it, we'd be lying to you. It's because mobile games also make money, and also like there is a kind of like no one big outlet that does mobile games because people don't really look for that stuff. So the impetus was to create a show around mobile games primarily because that's a space that's like not really covered that much, especially mm -hmm. in like showcase style things. And behind the scenes, there's people like that, that are like trying to get money out of it. 
because it, you know, right sponsorships, that kind of stuff. But the way we came out when we were tasked with it, it was like, at the very least, let's try and make it entertaining. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We got lucky in that we got a few great games to like put in there. Like there was a bunch of cool games in there. Yeah, I was um, surprised. There's a yeah, lot. There was I was a lot because I don't play mobile games at all. Yeah. But like after seeing that, I was like, okay, some of these games I'm actually gonna check out. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. There's some fun stuff in here. So like the goal for like me and Lucy wrote it. Um, and the goal was like, at the very least, let's make it kind of entertaining and funny. So if people watch make it kind of funny, kind is that of what funny, you said? exactly. Mm. Um, uh, at the very least, like if people watch the entire thing and they're like every game and they look shit, they can walk away at least saying at least the skits or like the the kind of like presenting parts of it were funny. Um, so yeah, we we wrote like I wrote pretty much me and Lucy wrote pretty much every word that was said there. Um, so like the Greg's bits were all done by us and mm. the skits and the post credit scene where Tim. Uh, calls up and was oh, yeah. like, <laughs> you're supposed to be like Tim, very Tim uh, Gates from kind of funny. He was like more than up for it. He was like, hell yeah, let's do this. <laughs> um, but yeah. And, and like, as always, like we're, we're super close friends with Greg and that yeah. kind of stuff. But like he rolled up and just completely knocked it out of the park. It's like, so he's like the most professional person. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. unbelievable. Like yeah. he's in, out, very like no, like one take Greg basically. Like oh. just rolled up and it's easy. But yeah, I've, I've um, done, I've like helped produce a couple of like, yeah. like sponsored things that we've done with him for live streams yeah. over the years. Incredible. Every time he comes in. Nails it, yeah. Absolutely nails in one. Yeah. Well, the I, show is, you're gone. I, I was a little bit behind. So when I got to his British person impression was around the same time that the queen died. Yes, <laughs> yes. We got news that the queen so died. This morning, and I was like, ha ha. Oh. oh. So this morning <laughs> there was laughing. a like quick panic discussion to th think back. Did we make any queen jokes or anything <laughs> related to that? Because I remember writing in his, because I love his British accent because it sounds just like it, yeah. just crazy and, and over the top and then I was like I don't remember writing in a queen joke but we should double check and I quickly looked at the script and I was like oh no. and he didn't ad lib anything as well um, into it like he he put his own flair on things here mm -hmm. and there and like added some lines here and there but he didn't add a queen any queen banter in there so I was like whew lucky but we were sweating for a bit did you see that thing where um is a Mike Mike Mi Minotti is yeah, that, Minotti, uh, yeah where he's one of the people who uh kind of like tease the the zelda Nintendo direct right? yeah and then he made a tweet that was like you're uh, not gonna believe this <laughs> i'm terrified to say this because it sounds like no one will believe it but it sounds like the nintendo direct might be delayed because of the queen <laughs> so i'm like it, which one is super funny because there's like no way that can ever be like properly yeah, verified yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i'm also picturing like nintendo wrote like a bunch of sick jokes about the queen in their direct <laughs> and they were like fuck 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 you gotta take them out. Yeah, well, I imagine they don't want to even risk it. I bet you, like, I, I, I think it's true. Um, sure, but I, I, I do. I would love to speculate about what caused it, and I bet you there's someone there just being like, "We talk about Princess Zelda a lot in here." Yeah, we, uh, we use the word prin yeah. we use princess a lot. We should be careful about that. And then someone's just like, "You're right." I, I do that's love this like rumor that's been built on another rumor that was built on another <laughs> yeah. rumor sort of yeah. thing where it's like, it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess that could happen, except we don't actually know if this Nintendo Direct is is going to happen then. So if they did delay it, we'll never fucking know. Yeah. Nintendo yeah. would just be like, this is when we've always planned it. It's yeah. going to be yeah. this, You'll never this know. Tuesday. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's funny. Yeah. But yeah, the Swipe Showcase is out there. It's about an hour long. Please do give it a watch. It's the first time we've done something like this, like our own showcase. We did 
play for all stuff like we had a couple of things there yeah um kind of a different thing though it was yeah. a different vibe and that one was like written in in like conjunction with partner justin um over at the mix uh kind of me and him wrote that this one's like an entirely GameSpot production mm -hmm. top to bottom other yeah. than greg miller um who came in and like everything like sean luke worked on it jake you edited something right nope did absolutely did nothing? nothing okay cool i was supposed to but i you, had yeah, that yeah, last yeah, yeah. of us so stuff, like but... dave klein helped and lucy helped and kurt, kurt did in, a bunch richard did stuff randy did mm -hmm. stuff kyle did a lot of work mm -hmm. oh yeah um a yeah so pretty work, much yeah. everyone did so we'd love it if you could go and like Give it a watch. Tell us if you like it. Even if you don't, if you're not interested and you don't want to watch it, you know, just click it and let it run. Just <laughs> click it and let it click run. Click like anyway. Yeah, click like or just like <laughs> just put it in a background on on a phone and just let it play out for an hour, and it will be have it will have a, a good knock on effect for us. Yeah, but we'd love to do more, and like we'd love to branch out from mobile games into actual like bigger experiences. But we gotta make them do well. Um, this was kind of like the uh, proof of concept for us sure. in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, so I've been playing a bunch of mobile games, nice. but also been watching some TV. Yeah, I have what, too. What have you been watching? Well, I've been rewatching. I've been rewatching Breaking Bad because okay. I started watching Better Call Saul. But more, I, I watched uh, Lord of the Rings, and I've been watching House of the Dragon. So. Oh, nice! Everyone's watching the fantasy stuff. I'm yeah. not watching House of the Dragon. I haven't just, started yet. No. I mean, I guess it make. I, I I was initially really surprised how popular it was because I just assumed that like. That ending was so bad that everyone was just ready to write it off. But I it took it took a significant amount of energy to get myself to actually watch it. When I started watching it, I'm, I'm quite into it. I think the writing is far better than what we're seeing in Lord of the Rings. I don't oh, think really? Lord of the Rings is bad. I just think oh, really the writing in uh, House of the Dragon feels a lot more human, a lot more personal. It's a lot more interesting to me mm. because it's it, it feels more grounded. That that could be preference though. Um, but hmm. I, I will say the thought of watching another Lord of the Rings show, or I mean, a uh, uh, Game of Thrones show after how the last <laughs> series ended, I was like, do I really want to go through it? That's this? how I thought. I was just like, mm. yeah, um, I don't care. I've got like, Lord, not Lord of the Rings, uh, Game of Thrones PTSD at this point. Cause like, yeah, we did fair. many, many years of breakdown Game coverage, like Game yeah. Spot of Thrones. We did that for a year Man. and towards the end, it was like. <laughs> people were like ruthless to us because we were just doing breakdowns we were being honest with you guys what we didn't even do the it. final season right uh we did we you did, did. Yeah, we did the final yeah. season yeah. oh yeah we finished that entire thing oh um, no and, like people like we were being honest and if we said we didn't like an episode people would shit on us because we were wrong and it was great if we said we did like an episode people would shit on us and mm. be like so it was just like Classic. a barrage of like hate from every angle mm. and by the time it was over i was like i remember watching it and being like not even feeling emotion, just thinking, thank God, I don't have to do this anymore. So when it reappeared, I'm just like, Ugh. Uh, yeah, in, in your spot, I don't think I'd watch it. And to be honest, like, it's it's very hard to, at this point, to recommend another Game of Thrones show. Just, mm. just that that's how I feel as much as I'm enjoying it. I, I think, like, Lord of the Rings is probably the better bet because... It's weird to compare, though. But I mean, as far I mean, as if we're going based on fandoms, <laughs> well, yeah, we yeah, can get into true. that. People are mad about Lord of the but, Rings, but for thing. me, it's like a, um, I think a prequel for Lord of the Rings I find more interesting, and maybe it's because I have more personal like investment in that mm. world than than Game of Thrones. But um, I found myself to kind of get into the Rings of Power, like really enjoying seeing things like 
oh, you get to see like dwarven cities in their heyday mm. and you get to see the elvins at like the height of their kind of, you know, like oh. civilization and, yeah. and sort of like where, uh, 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 like the Lord of the Rings books and movies were like kind of like a, a changing of the guard and like you mm. had all these old civilizations kind of decaying, like you're kind of getting to see them at their height. And I think it adds mm. a lot. Um, it feels very complimentary to the um, mm. original. Uh, I don't know it, if House of the Dragon works that way because it is, I guess, like the Targaryens at the height of their yeah. power. So this is a t entirely, for people who don't know what House of the Dragon is, is entirely Targaryen stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, there have been hints to other houses because they are involved, but the, at least right now, the the circle is all Targaryen and how right. they interact for the most part. I'm sure they're going to bring in more characters because that's what's going to happen as seasons go. But I will say, uh, Lord of the Rings looks absolutely stunning. Oh yeah, yeah. how much they spent like a billion dollars yeah. on that season, and <laughs> it shows. You can see it because it <laughs> yeah. looks it looks so. Good. It looks yeah. so impressive. It looks like I'm blown away watching it. And yeah. to be honest, like I'm having a tough time following what's going on because I'm not big into Lord of the Rings. I've been meaning to read the books, but you know how that goes. Sure. But like I am drawn in just because of how it looks. Like, yeah. And like the pacing and just like the the music. So do you like, like it? I like it a whole yeah. lot. I'm really, really And into you've it. seen it, right? I, I've seen the first You're not episode. As into it. And I'm not I'm not as into it. I'm still Second episode's watching, way but, better. Okay. Second episode is way better. First episode feels the thing is like I'm really into it. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm super, super into, into it. it. Like I haven't read the books all the way through. I watched the movies back in the day. Never seen the theatrical. Uh, only seen the theatrical cut, and I know that's blasphemy. Um, but like this shit is like four hours long, bro. Yeah. Um, per per I movie. I spent a day and I got halfway through it like a couple weeks yeah. ago. I was like, I'm gonna watch these these. That's honestly how you cuts. should do it. Is you watch them like each movie. You're basically watching six movies <laughs> yeah. instead but, of like but, three. Yeah. Each movie is on two separate discs. So yeah. it, like it's to the point where it's like swap discs, and I'm like, oh, it's like Mass Effect two, and I had to change discs <laughs> when I got to. Yeah, see, I, 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 I'm gonna watch them. But I'm gonna go through HBO Max, I think, because yeah. they are up on there. But like, I'm I'm loving it because it's like almost no pre-built knowledge needed because this yes. is like a story about some of that stuff, um, and and not entirely focused on it. Um, but yeah, the first episode feels like a lore dump, which hundred percent. Mm. Which I don't know, like you know, you guys know me. I'm all about lore dumps. Like yeah. I, it felt like yeah. I was watching Amazon's most expensive Vati video. video. <laughs> yeah, talking like, about like tell me Valinor, more. And you're yeah. like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like it's setting up some cool things, and mm. I think like I don't know, maybe it's because I'm just primed to be into it right now, like just that world. But like. They were mentioning things like Valinor and and these kind of like yeah. factions and races. And I was like, oh, I want to learn more about that. And I'm like reading wiki articles sure, and sure. stuff like that. Um, but like I've had it. The second episode feels a bit more narrative and character driven. Okay. Um, and less like we need to explain the world and dump all this lore yeah, on you. Yeah, it, it gets That's, a lot into more like we've established these characters and we're going to kind of jump between yes, our like three yes. different main perspectives. Yeah. And, the, yeah. So, yeah, okay. I'm definitely going to watch the second episode. I mean, I was going to anyway, but like I think that was because, you know, you've got Lord of the Rings and House of the Dragon around the same time and I was more interested in House of the Dragon just because I mean, the original Game of Thrones, some people don't like it, is that you just don't understand who these people are. But, like, my – what I take away is not so much how these different – how the politics work. It's more about these interpersonal stories that mm. I'm invested in. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like I was getting that in, at all in the first 
uh, episode of. You Lord definitely of the get Rings. a lot more of that in the second. Yeah, you what, get a lot more of it, yeah. but it's. I don't think it's the focus of. No, of it. I will say it feels to me kind of a lot like the Lord of the Rings movies and the yeah. way that it is mm. presented and the way dialogue is written. Like you're right, like it has that kind of like Game of Thrones is a more like grounded way people talk where Lord of the Rings has always had a more flowerly kind of like yeah. language yeah. to it. And and I would say like that is applied to both the the movies, the books, and then even the show. Mm. Um which I find fascinating how they did a really amazing job of making it feel very um, like aesthetically consistent to the movies yes. without trying to just yeah. straight up copy the movies. Like I look at it and I'm like, this is different. It, but it feel it feels like a world. It feels like the same universe, but like a couple thousand years ago. Yeah, where it's yeah. like things yeah. are different, but like they're very consistent to it. Yeah. It's also not shot in 48 frames a second like the Hobbit trilogy. So yeah. that's pretty nice because I don't want to talk about the Hobbit trilogy. <laughs> so I think what you'll get out of Rings of Power second episode, obviously we've only seen two episodes, is it's not more about interpersonal relationships. It feels like, like it, it, Game of Thrones is like people trying to figure out how they can work together to kind of like get what they need. Yeah, or, or stab like, people, or in, stab the people yeah. in the back. It feels like very like person versus person, family versus family. Whereas Lord of the Rings or Rings of Power is starting to set up like way grander objectives. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. it's bringing people together who might share those objectives or might be able to help each other out in achieving those objectives and the process of like unfurling that is them going on a journey of some sort okay mm. it's like the, the core of like fellowship obviously is a fellowship of people yeah. knowing that yeah. they need to travel across middle earth to drop this ring in this toilet or whatever the fuck they're doing over there <laughs> um and that's why the second episode feels more like where it's like oh shit this is the threat we have this person over here realizing this is what they need to do. Yeah. And then these two characters realizing that they could perhaps do this. And then it's starting to like find how they can reconcile their objectives or their purposes. And then starting to like, it feels like the building a party phase of ARPG. Yeah. You know okay, I mean? cool. That's yeah. what Rings of Power, the yeah, second episode feels Kind of like reverse Lord of the Rings, where Lord of the Rings, they all started as a party and then split yeah. off. This is like, they're all separate and you know that they're all eventually going gonna to merge uh, Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely like, the way, like I described it, like it feels like we're in the party building phase of, yeah. of an RPG. With That's the best part of, of RPG. Which is the best mm -hmm. part because yeah. like you're introducing characters, what are their motivations, how to, what is their, the unique story that you need to help them with to reconcile um, or, or figure out that so that they then align themselves with you. Mm. And there's definitely in episode two, there is definitely an alignment where people are like, we're going to work together. Mm. Okay. But there's a story that yeah. unfolds to get them to the point where they're like, okay, let's do this together. Yeah. So it is satisfying in that regard. Mm. Yeah. Um, and they're setting up some good stuff. Like if you know the history, the show, like uh, specifically Celebrimbor, like the stuff they're setting yeah. up with him. Or I guess if you played the Lord of the Rings uh, uh, Shadow of Mordor series. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah true. From that. Um, and I was like, ooh, okay, they're like setting up that stuff, like him to be a very tragic figure that I'm yeah. like really interested in. And um, Yeah, I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, the episode as well, there's some really cool stuff, like interpersonal stuff with like, what's his name? L. Ron Hubbard. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah. Like, the, the dwarf. And, uh, um, yeah, and the dwarf. Oh, yeah. the scene with his wife at, yeah like, the dinner get, was a great yeah you get some scene. nice moment and like the, the reason i mentioned it is because like jean-luc was talking about like the dialogue is very prosaic 
there are some moments where in the first episode, it kind of like, it's a not a roadblock, but it's kind of annoying because you're trying to get your bearings and everyone's yeah. talking like fucking, uh, you know, talking fantasy talking yeah. keen characters. Yeah. You're like, what are you talking about? Because it's mostly elves at that point. Yeah, yeah, and like, it's just like, you're just trying to get your bearings. But episode two, you've got kind of your bearings. And instead that prosaic dialogue is put towards kind of like, mm -hmm exploring a relationship between two characters mm -hmm. so when they say something like that is like emotional in that kind of prosaic language it really hits there's like some lines where like these two friends who haven't seen each other for a really yeah. long time they say stuff back and forth and it's written like poetry and it really lands nicely and it feels heartfelt yeah. mm -hmm. and it feels good yeah. i think second episode is way stronger okay. than the first episode i would agree yeah. I, I see Zombie Pie here in chat says, I don't know, I think I want to watch a well-written fantasy thing with interesting characters that isn't a misery train. Yeah, don't watch House of the Dragon then. Yeah, yeah Lord of the Rings also, I think, just has a nicer vibe. It does, it absolutely yeah, it does. does. Yeah, I think the, the Harfoot stuff definitely helps that. Oh, yeah. To a degree. And like, it's the same way, like, it, it's yeah. the early hours of, you know, being in the Shire with yeah. Bilbo and Frodo and that kind of stuff. Although, like, I'll say, there is a, a uh, orc scene in the second episode, it's a, it's a, that was it's genuinely a straight up horror movie. That was like, yeah, like in in a way that I was like, wow, like I've never. It, it sort of like I don't know, like the orcs were always just like cannon fodder, you know? They were just like yeah. things that just like, all right, Aragorn's gonna chop up twenty of them, and Legolas is gonna shoot five billion of them with yeah. his like <laughs> infinite quiver, and he's gonna <laughs> count for you, and he's gonna yeah. count how many he does, and then, but this is like this really terrifying scene with yeah, one orc and this these like helpless people that yeah. are not used to fighting yeah. and, and it's because the director of that did horror movies oh I yeah forgot that what horror movies but like it has a definite horror movie moment is this genuine like it's it's quite scary not scary but like it's tense it's very it's very, tense. very tense yeah, yeah. It, it, it's something that i've not seen lord of the rings do that i thought was a really cool like yeah. recontextualization of orcs as a threat it made them feel very scary yeah in a way i don't think they've ever done before and they are starting to set up a lot of like the bigger big picture kind of threats and mm -hmm. it has a it has a this is going to be sacrilegious to to kind of make that comparison but it has a like voldemort might be coming back vibe to it with ho the whole oh, Sauron sure, thing sure. which is yeah. like which is kind of like keeping me interested. There's like questions, they introduce things that are like, what is that all about with the kid and the sword and that kind of mm -hmm. stuff? And you're yeah. like, Ooh. So like they're setting up enough breadcrumbs to keep it interesting. Um, yeah, and I'm like excited. Like I didn't expect to be excited about a Lord of the Rings thing. Like it caught me completely. I was like drawing fan art of a character the other day just because I was sitting around yeah. and drawing. And um, uh, the, the elf, the new elf character that they created for this series specifically oh um, um who who the one with the in the whatever the land uh, the, with the woman yeah right? yeah isn't it i forget his name i'll be honest but yeah, he's cool it, I, it I like begins with an a it's like uh, he's he's great i Arundel really like his character like that. yeah i like him obviously he's the lightning rod for a lot of the 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 wrong ones on the internet who are like elves can't be colored it can't be black mm. and it's just like oh shut the fuck up i've got no interest in uh, in that having no. that discussion it's like I, I, it's fucking orcs and elves <laughs> and and magical bullshit just shut your goddamn I, I mouth genuinely outside of even like that obvious comments that are just like easy to dismiss because they're mm. just garbage like i i honestly am really struggling to understand like it's people just people who being dicks yeah. like it like like i get if it's like i didn't really like lord of the rings lord mm. of the rings isn't my cup of tea like, I probably don't like this either. That's fine. But to me, 
like it's specifically people being like, this is so different or like, it wasn't like this. And I was like, well, this feels this is exactly different. Yeah. like Well, this is different movies. and it wasn't like this is basically them saying these characters are not the color they should be. And that those criticisms <laughs> right, are coming, saying, yeah. yeah, without saying it, it's dog whistling. Um, and those criticisms are coming from a place of bad faith because they're not willing to accept that one, it's an interpretation. Two, it's kind of accurate in terms of interpretation because yeah. like the Harfoots oh, is yeah. like a black character played by Lenny Henry, who's a well-known UK actor and comedian, that kind of stuff. And like Tolkien's texts say that the Harfoots were darker, darker of skin, color yes, than yeah. the Hobbits and etc. Uh -huh. etc. Et the elf part of it, I don't know, but I don't fucking care. Oh, who like, cares? Yeah. Who gives yeah. a shit? But, it doesn't matter one bit. But I will just say, as someone who loved Lord of the Rings, to me, like I think it absolutely captures the same vibe in terms of just yeah. like you know the tone, um, the the uh, the dialogue, the light comedy aspects that you know the original yeah. movies also had. Like and I, then, I, it's all there. I think yeah. it's totally there. And then the other part is obviously a lot of people being like. Why is Galadriel behaving like this? Why isn't she a, like a soft, you know, damsel? I love kind her of. in this. The fact oh, that yeah, she's she's, out, she's, really she's awesome. Like, and yeah. the second episode is like her a, a bit in a big way, quite focused on her and her like coming to terms with what she's doing. But she's like out there kicking ass, and people just don't like that one bit. They want to see the dudes doing the cool things. There is a dude doing a cool thing. Why can't the the other lady do the cool thing as well? It's like, oh come on, just get a grip uh, and like sort your lives very, out very if you bizarre. can't take that it's like I, th I find her to be very cool like she's way cooler to me 100%. than, than she's great if she actress was just too. like yeah yeah yeah, yeah I think if she, she does was a just great job. sitting around and being like you know old Galadriel like, I'm, I'm very one. much into pretty much every character um, I'll also say Georgia um, is super into it as well and she mm. has not seen Lord of the Rings has yeah. no knowledge of Lord of the Rings we were going mm. to watch the movies before and then ended up just running out of time and not doing it. And then I was kind of talking to you and you were kind of saying how like, oh, you don't really need to know anything about it going in. So yeah. I just said, all right, hey, do you just want to watch it? We watched it and she was like, yeah, I really like that. That was really, really good. So I would yeah. say even if you've never cared about Lord of the Rings, it is worth at least giving a shot because you might like it because it hmm. really doesn't require any pre-knowledge. I think she just had like one question for me. Yeah. Um, and even then it wasn't, yeah, I don't know. It, none of none of it really requires pre-existing. No, the only prerequisites are like liking or being willing to try out something in the fantasy genre. Yeah, um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, then just like seeing like, does this specific type of fantasy vibe with you? Well, yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah, it is kind of its own um, style compared to you know yeah. something a little more gritty, uh, hard I'm, fantasy. I am trying to think of other than Lord of the Rings, which kind of has. It, that element of it is there any other fantasy stuff that isn't like a major bummer constantly like, um uh, like i can't think of much i mean like mm. harry potter isn't a bummer by itself but everything surrounding Rangy. harry yeah. potter is an absolute is a bummer, bummer. Yeah. dragon age is a bummer that that's that universe yeah, is dragon pretty, that universe is pretty grim yeah <laughs> um i mean I mean, if you said Dragon Age and we're going to games, Dragon Quest, that's a oh, JRPG. Yeah. You know, it's a little so. different, yeah. but like, yeah. sure, nothing like Dragon Quest Eleven is like the the most cheery, upbeat. I mean, there are moments that are sad, yeah. but that game just puts me in a good mood no matter yes. what. Yeah. That yes. music, those characters, that art, that the color, it's good. Yeah, maybe maybe that's where you go. I can't think of any TV shows that are like certainly not like fantasy, 
Western live action. Like no. if you go into like anime territory, then you get a lot of like fantasy yeah, stuff. I think that Western works. they tend to go more dark and that dark. kind of stuff. Yeah, unless you're account. There's probably some like young adult series that I don't know of that are like super into it, like a Wheel of Time adjacent or some shit like oh, that. I don't know. Maybe yeah, um, something like that. that. But yeah, I don't know. Like I think I think Rings of Power is cool. I'm excited to watch another episode this week. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm a. Um, I'm already like to me. It's my like I'm looking forward to it every week now kind of show. Yes, just based same. on those two episodes, I, I was same. really really into it. And to be honest, I not to say I wasn't like looking forward to it, but I wasn't like super just like expecting to be into go. it. Right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. because I you know had my Lord of the Rings phase and yeah. you know I moved on and the Hobbits uh, crushed my soul and. Uh, Thankfully, I skipped all those movies. I skipped the Hobbit movies. I was like, I'm good. I watched the original theatrical Lord of the Rings movies. I was like, okay, cool. Done. There's two good scenes in those movies, and they Mm. all happen in the first movie. And so it's two scenes out of nine hours. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like that. It's the part where the dwarves sing in Bilbo's house, and it's the part where he does the riddles in the dark with Gollum. And those are the two really good scenes, genuinely great. Everything else in those movies is so mediocre like shockingly mediocre and, and the hobbit was like my favorite book as a kid yeah uh and i uh think about that that uh guillermo does horror version that we Ooh, never got and almost. i'm just so sad almost. oh if you want a good fantasy series that won't bum you out you should try reading berserk <laughs> don't don't do that don't do that i need to i need to buy I mean, read it but don't yeah i need to pick that up because i was telling you that i went to the yeah. japanese bookstore being like all right let's go let's get into this and they had every every volume except for one because of course everyone goes and buys the, the first, first volume one, yeah. and i was like dang especially <laughs> around the time when like it's in the zeitgeist again that's why you like i also try to find the first chainsaw volume man. of chainsaw man they same the problem anime, they put the trailers out the trailer looks banging yeah everywhere chainsaw man one is gone basically yeah and the same goes for like berserk is always coming in and out you of like they, public you know they did have there a ton of jojo there was a yeah. whole cart no surprise just covered in jojo no volumes they had all. a jojo shelf and i was like yeah oh i've been watching um stone ocean the second part of stone ocean oh yeah how's yeah. that going I like the show mm-hmm. for the most part. I, I have some issues with it. Mm. It feels like they. So I haven't read Stone Ocean. Stone Ocean. Yeah. Um. I I know it's a, a mixed mixed reception of a part. Mm. I know some people really love it, and other people are like, eh, it's a little weak, and and maybe one of the weaker parts. Yeah. Still good, but like for JoJo, maybe a little weaker. Um. I do feel like the budget of this this series uh, is 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 a little less you can tell the the limitations and it feels like they're doing their best but i can just tell the budget is like not quite there right um that's a shame still good but just mm, doesn't feel quite as strong the part that bums me out is the way netflix has been like handling it piecemeal which is like to say uh they just kind of like dump it out so like they put the first part of JoJo way back in um, last year, mm-hmm. I want to say. And they were like, here's the first 12 episodes all at once because we're Netflix. Mm. And then we're just going to not put anything else out. And now you have to wait a whole year to watch the next 12 episodes, which is what they're doing now. And I loaded it back up. And it was clearly not, you know, like some shows, they, they kind of take that break into account. And the first episode will sort of reintroduce yeah, you. Yeah. They clearly did not plan 
it to right. be this way. Like Netflix decided afterwards. So it just goes straight in. And I was like, I have no idea what's going on. What is going on yeah. with this? And it, it's, it's real. So is I. It, is it available to watch anywhere else? No. Because Netflix like. Exclusively. Yeah. They got Damn, the, the exclusive sucks. license. I know. And there is a third part too. Um, so yeah. we're going to go through this whole thing again. That sucks. And Because like Netflix has some anime and it's all like. Netflix has good anime. But like it's, it's anime also that is available on Crunchyroll. And for me to like oh, recommend sure, yeah. Crunchyroll is like a surprise because that whole thing is a mess. Oh yeah, their app is terrible. Um, I mean, like I like Crunchyroll as a company. The sure. app is a no bueno. No, no, the app is bad. Um, and yeah. they're, yeah, no, I totally, they need to, they need to fix that. Uh, but it's, uh, I don't know. It's like, I still recommend it. It's like a Jojo part. Mm. I'm, you know, you guys are, you guys will eventually get there, we'll get there yeah, uh, at some point in and, 20 years, you know, in 20 years and you, you'll, you won't have the same issues I have with yeah. it where I'm like, but I didn't even know it came out until like two yeah, days it afterwards. It was very low key. Like Netflix just dumped it. And, and you compare that to like when golden wind came out. And it was like a huge deal. It was like big this deal, big yeah. event. And like everyone in the, who watched anime was like talking about it. And it was like huge. And th that energy is just like not there at all. It feels mm. like Netflix saw that success. and was like, we should do that. We should get Jojo. And then just said like, oh, I guess we'll just yeah, put it I out think on a Tuesday I, I, and eh, maybe tweet about it, it, I guess. It seems like they expected it to do all the heavy lifting on its own without putting like an, without yes. putting any effort or thought into it they thought oh everyone loves jojo we'll just pick this up dump it out whenever we feel like 100%. and everyone's gonna be this excited about it which isn't the case like yeah so a lot of work went into <laughs> yeah making jojo get to that point where it's like a cultural zeitgeist moment yeah so, and, so now you have yeah. all these like frustrated fans who are like trying to do that work of being like hey jojo's out you should pay attention to it and it's 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 really sad yeah, kind of bums me out um but it's still jojo it's still good there's some fucking real weird stands <laughs> happening um there's a uh you know what i'm a little bummed i get why they did it but they um they didn't go for one of my favorite uh english translations for one of the um mm -hmm. uh stands there's a stand uh called uh limp biscuit in oh, uh yeah. and they went with Limp Biscuit oh. because they were like, well, we don't want to confuse people. But the original English translation was Flaccid Pancakes. And oh. I was like, we could have had Flaccid, flaccid Pancakes. pancakes. Um, yeah, Fred Dust wouldn't have any issue with that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. There, there is Foo Fighter um, still, but they just called them FF mm, as shorthand right. to get around it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. We're going to move on to questions for the week. But before we do, I texted you about this but just now no before ages ago i asked you about this oh um i've been like re-watching bits of dark oh yeah, yeah yeah have you seen dark no i've had it recommended to God, me though it's so good i've just been dipping in and out it's one of those tv shows that has a feel and a mood mm. so like the moment you start watching it you're just like i have to i have to stay here i have to see where this is going um but yeah i've been watching bits of that like here and there and it's it's like reignited a desire to rewatch the whole thing but the creators of the team behind that show has a, have a new show coming out mm. hopefully soon so i'm just like i'll just wait for that i'll be fine mm. i'll be fine but dark is amazing um, i gotta watch it if you want some is that german yeah yes german and uh it's clear it's very <laughs> clear that hideo kojima has watched dark <laughs> because you watch bits he tweeted of it. about it didn't he yeah because you watch bits of it and you're like 
Is that Death Stranding? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Like the main mm. character, one of the main characters, the stranger, just looks like Sam Port Bridges for a really long time. Okay, so it's a strange show. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, kind of. It's a strange show. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's it's a it's a bizarre like sci-fi show that I just I like. I keep thinking about it constantly. It's really good. You should watch it. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the question of the week. Once again, brought you brought to you by Maria, serious business in the games Gamespot Discord. Mm-hmm. And the question of the week is: Out of all the games you've played, which do you find most challenging? This could be due to skill, game length, subject matter. However, you choose to define challenging. Hmm. This is an interesting one. I think like using a liberal kind of like um, definition. Yeah. Like Final Fantasy, uh, Ziv is very challenging. It's challenging in, in, in different, like understanding it, understanding yeah. it, and like committing to it. Yes, and like working your way through, and even like Ziv is one of the most challenging games because it is like an uphill struggle to log into that fucking game. I, I've <laughs> for put, you yeah. specifically, yeah. I've put a hundred and ten hours into that game, and I still like don't really understand it. I I'm not hooked on it, so I no. definitely get where you're coming from. I need to go back to it at some point, but it is just. It's it's a behemoth of a game. Yeah, yeah. It's that, that one's the one that I struggle with, and it's funny because like it's also the one that I like. You're constantly being told how amazing it is, mm-hmm. and like it feels mm. like you're losing your. It feels like I'm being gaslit by the entire games industry. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like I'm trying to understand, but I, I don't see it. And yeah, ooh, it's it's that one's challenging. I think from that perspective. Um, what about you guys? Hmm. I'm trying to think of one that's not just like it was hard. Hard, yeah. yeah. You know? The easy thing to say is like all the from software, right? Know, like I mean, whatever you know, it may be. Hey, yeah, that f- fucking final fight in uh, against Ishin Sword Saint. It's that was rough. that was an yeah. entire Saturday for yeah, one that fight was, that took like, like five hours. Of yeah. Just I'm just gonna do uh, this. First time Genichiro. That was rough, man. Oh, I remember that. That one, was rough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of something. No, the hardest boss still in Sekiro is easily Demon of Hatred. Oh, yeah, Demon I, of Hatred. Fuck oh, the Demon I, be, I beat him once, and then I was like, I'm never doing this one again. And then I went back, and I did the cheese. And <laughs> now I just cheese him every single What's time. What's the cheese? So you run around. You have you have to be very careful. You run around the edge, and there's like a small break. on the on, When you run around, there's like two trees. So you have to tuck yourself behind one of the trees. He comes at you. And he like tries to do a move and he gets stuck there for a bit. Um, and then you carry on running around and you know, there's like the watchtower. Mm-hmm. You have to jump up the watchtower very specifically onto the roof. And then there's a very specific angle you run. You have to like run off the roof, fall, but you need to activate the jump just before you fall. So that when you like go down, you go up again and then you can kick off the wall and get onto the roof of the building. That's just yeah. like around the edge of the arena you go around to where the demon of hatred is still standing and he tries to attack you and falls off the map and dies instantly if you can get it done it takes like 30 seconds jeez okay yeah because that's the boss i i just know i don't fight i that choose boss. him only i only choose, the I hardest part of twice. choosing him is nailing the jump so yeah. like the, when I stream and I do it, people are like, "All right, place your bets. How many how many times is it going to yeah. take?" And sometimes like fifty times. I'm like, "Oh," um, but yeah, Demon of Hatred is like, and also Demon of Hatred is doable, but like if you prepare for him and you have certain like different yeah. like uh, ability, the umbrella and all yeah, that kind the, of stuff. The, the umbrella helps a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I did it once and I was like, "The whistle, I'm good, I'm all right." I'm yeah, nice. I think it's just it's it's more like the 
mental fortitude you need to like prepare. And then you're just like knowing that it's like, this is going to take a while. It's like all the other bosses. I feel like you learn a rhythm and with sure. Demon of hatred, you don't. So like, at least not to the same extent you do for the other bosses. So yeah. when I replay Sekiro, I can get through those bosses fairly easily now mm-hmm. because I know the rhythm. I know that dance more or less. Yeah. Demon of hatred though, is just fucked. <laughs> I'm just like, all right. It's <laughs> a bloodborne just, boss in yeah. a bloodborne slash dark I'm just going to take a beating Sekiro. for, yeah. you know, I think the last time I did it, it, it still took me like 45 minutes probably. And that was like yeah. after, it took me four hours to do it the first time. And I was like, I just got to take a beating in order to get through yeah. this fight. The two hardest bosses in that game for most people are the bosses that kind of break the rules or the behavior patterns of mm-hmm. that game, which is like the Guardian Ape and the Demon of Hatred. They yeah. just like Bloodborne bosses or Dark Souls. Yeah, or like the bulls. Like a, the bulls the bulls, one. the bulls one's a tricky one because it's like, it's a, it's a thing where it's tricking you. You're trying to avoid the fire in the front when actually you just need to stand your ground yeah. and like right, parry right. it and just make it through. I yeah, will say the Guardian Ape boss when you when you know how to get through it, it's so much fun. That yeah. that might be one of my favorite bosses. It takes yeah. like when you know what you're doing, it takes ten seconds. Yeah, like, literally <laughs> ten seconds. Like I, I put a video up of of me beating it, and people are like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "Yep, yeah, it's easy." Um, but yeah, that one's those are tricky uh, games. But I don't know what, what other games are challenging. I guess mm. I I I had one recently actually. Now that I remember that I didn't talk about in uh, playing, but like. Um, immortality, like mm. I found that very challenging. As oh, interesting. That too. Yeah, um, yeah, and not because like it was difficult, but I describe immortality as a game where you're constantly looking for a needle in a haystack. Yeah, but the haystack keeps getting bigger. Yeah, because like the That's further exactly you get into yeah. it, yeah, the further you get into it, like obviously you're looking for more and more specific things, and there's more items to unlock or like uh, movies that you've mm-hmm. unlocked, and you're just like going through. And I got to the point where I was like, I'm good, man. And like, it's a shame because like I started off really high on it. Like I was really into yeah. it, especially when you discover the thing for mm-hmm. the first time. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this is weird. I love this. It's going to be weird. But I got like, I played it for like six hours, five hours. And I was like, I kind of get the story and I don't care. And it was like, I snapped yeah. one time where like for the 70th time I was watching the same video clip, you know, where you <laughs> unlock it. And she's like talking about the civil war or something or yeah. like the plague and i was like the way she started it like same again oh because it, it repeat yeah some of them yeah, yeah, some, yeah but like yeah. it was annoying to me because like i'd unlock i was in new video clips and it would do the thing where it's like oh there's a hidden but, thing but it's here. the same it's but a, it's the it's, same it's old, old yes, thing yes. i'm like oh fuck like it was, it was like so frustrating because of it yeah i get why they did that because i think the idea is like they don't so, so you don't have to be like comb through each and every clip, but yeah, I feel to like find the bits you need. Yeah, it, yeah. It, that's the unfortunate thing about the way that game works. Yeah, it, but like if you're if you because then you you like it presents this mystery where it's like, oh, you should really try and figure this out. Yeah. So then I, my brain goes, oh, there's a weird thing here. I'm gonna figure this out in its in a comprehensive way, and then it immediately punishes me for adopting that mentality by making these things repeat over and over again. If you know what I it, mean. It would be maybe nice if the game had some sort of way to maybe like be like hey you know we're not gonna like remove these clips but we're gonna be like you don't have to go back to this one and maybe yeah. maybe eliminate some for you to kind of give you more yeah, like of a, a check mark or yeah, something like, like you've seen what you need to see here that that might yeah. that might help solve that problem because I, yeah. I do think that's 
Um, I love the game. It's definitely going to be my top 10, but I yeah. think that is a pretty I, big flaw of the game that I'm more can excited, a lot of people from I'm, I'm more excited to hear other people talk about it. Like, it's kind of funny to just put out a podcast or in a video talking yeah. about how much, Greg, talking about how much. I'm excited to watch that and listen to that. Sure. But, like, I got to the point where I was like, I don't think this is a story that this could tell that will make me feel good about committing more hours to it. Mm -hmm. Because I got part of the way through, I got some of the twists, and I started to understand what was going on. And at the same time, none of it made sense to me. Yeah. And like did, that didn't feel good. Where I was like, I have an idea what's going on. Also, I don't have an idea of what's going on, but none of those feel good to me. Yeah, so, I, so. I think I felt the same. Like I really enjoyed some of those twists and those those reveals, but mm. I played about four or five hours and i was like i think i think i've seen enough of this game it's also just like i i, I scrubbed through footage all day at work you know i don't know <laughs> yeah, if i necessarily yeah, yeah, want to go home and do it it's a weird thing to point out because sure. i do think the acting is very good a lot of the characters are very very magnetic and 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 i'm interested in it but like it's like okay rewind play wait hold on rewind rewind yeah. slowly though rewind if you rewind too yeah. fast you go you won't get yeah. the the yeah. thing you know and it's just like okay that's i also found like a few not bugs but like mismatches in certain things and like, oh interesting and that like i had to tweet sam barlow and be like is this intentional or not because it's driving me mad. Because something happened where I was like, oh, this must be a clue to it something must mean else. Something. It means something. Yes. And I messaged, like, tweeted him, and he was like, that was an accident. I was like, well, I just wasted a fucking hour on that. So. <laughs> like, it does bring that out of you. And you're just like, yeah. Yeah, I remember that happened early where, like, if, I think it, like a character like stumbled over a line, but it, it sounded more like an audio glitch. And I was like, that means something. That means something. Yeah. It means for something. Me, it was I have to like, look it up. For me, it was like the character said something, but the subtitle was different. That and is I was how, like, yes, oh. yes. Uh, no, I also was like, that means something. Yeah, what and I, I like, I went back through a bunch of like videos to see if it like alluded to if I could find other instances of it or if it was like. I've seen that a couple to, times. And it yes. pushes, yeah, it comes up, but Sam Barlow was like very cool about it. I was like, I'm sorry, I'll fix that. <laughs> You're like, oh. I'm sorry. I was like, uh, <laughs> you paid me for PlayStation New Game. <laughs> no. Um, my pick is probably, it's kind of specific, but trying to get into Elite Smash and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. The amount of time <laughs> I've put into that fucking game trying to get into Elite Smash is a lot. And I have not done it. I don't think I ever will do it at this point. I've gotten close. For those of you that don't know, in Super Smash Bros. when you play online, there's this scoring system that it doesn't make a lot of sense but when you win a lot this number goes up and it like goes to the millions and the more people who own smash the higher that number can oh. go oh. and like there is a threshold where like if you <laughs> if you are ranked like 12 million or something then you get into elite smash this oh is but you don't actually know you never know that's oh. the thing so there's there's fan made site trackers that'll tell you like which like where people will report when they made it into Elite Smash and then that will kind of estimate mm. like, oh my God. Okay, if you play this character, <laughs> this is probably where you're going to be into this Elite Smash. This is the Smash. definition of suffering from success because the more people buy that game, the harder it is for it, you to exactly. get into Elite so Smash. So I didn't give a shit when Smash Bros. <laughs> came out. I guarantee you if I tried to do this when Smash Bros. come out and, I, fun, and yeah. I, I would have gotten in there, no fucking trouble at all because I would have just crushed the kids who were playing yeah. it and I'd be like, I'm one of the best here. <laughs> um, but now it is it is impossible because I mean it's not impossible. Everyone's there are sweaty. people who do it, yeah. but like I legitimately made a like training regiment for myself in Smash Bros. Where I was like, oh okay, I'm doing like I'm I'm doing like uh, I gotta practice my like fastball tilts, uh, my short hop 
tilt, like all this stuff where I was just going through these practices. I was doing drills with bots. Uh, this was at my previous job where I had more time. <laughs> uh, I got Bowser to like 11 million GSP and I was like, this is it. This is above the threshold. Let me the fuck in. And it didn't. <laughs> Eric Andre, let me in. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't. And I was like, okay, I think I'm done. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine who like, he is better than me, but like not much better than me, has like eight characters in Elite Smash. And I was like, you go to hell. <laughs> you Jesus. Go to hell. Yeah. So I, I've kind of given up on that aspect, but like I got, I got pissed. I'd get really pissed. Cause like what would happen is I'd win 11 games in a row. Maybe not that many. I'd win like five or six games in a row and the number would go up pretty regularly. You know, I'd go from like six million to eight million. I'd be like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. And then I'd lose one and plumb it down to five million. I'd be like, <laughs> lose my mind. Oh my God. That so sucks. that's probably, cause like, that's probably it for me. That was, cause it's one of those things where it's like, with Dark Souls, with a lot of challenging games, right? I can just put mm. myself to it and I can eventually get past it. I know that this enemy's not going to get better. It's just a matter of me learning how to react to this. But with mm-hmm. Smash Bros, it's like, okay, now I'm getting paired with like someone who, some of the best players online, and I'm just getting smoked because, and I can't, re- I can't replay these people regularly because yeah. the way replaying works in that. And then there's also lag you have to consider, and it's just like zombie pie in the chat is also Smash community is kind of bad. I say that as someone who got death threats from Project M community. Jeez, yeah, yeah, there's that Ow. too, where it's just like, yeah. And like the thing is, is like you'll find someone who's like a pretty good skill level, like like to me, and I'll be like, okay, you know, we're we can trade wins. I barely won. But the thing is, is because that rewards, like that doesn't reward you for playing close games. It rewards you for just destroying people as quickly as you can and moving on to the next one. Mm. That people don't want to rematch you because like I either I beat you and I don't want to keep playing because mm. it, it was a close game and I don't want to suffer that. Or they'll absolutely smoke you and they're just going to keep rematching you, you because yeah. they want to keep raising their number. Yeah, yeah. The online on that. Is a, is a mess in so many different ways. I still played it, still got really frustrated mm, with it. Yeah. Um, but I have given up that yeah, part of my life. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's uh, rhythm games oh, realizing. Yeah. Cause I, I think I kind of have like a shit rhythm mm-hmm. or at least I, I have difficulty with rhythm, um, especially when it'll like change up on you. Like I yeah, just, I, yeah. I have a hard time like adapting. Um, so I feel like which rhythm game specifically are you better at like guitar hero on that than like dancing all night I'm okay at guitar hero because I I'm I'm decent at rhythm I feel like I'm good at rhythm games when it's stuff like guitar hero rock band DJ hero but if I play something like dancing all night or the Miku games yeah I'm like dog shit at them no because it's like yeah. the way it kind of like gives you feedback is different mm-hmm. with like the whole like pop 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 that doesn't work for me at yeah. all whereas I, like when you press a thing and it like the note happens it feels like way more intuitive yeah I would agree with that especially because like rock band it's like you know there's that like feedback of like I hit the button mm-hmm. and then like the chord in the song plays, plays where yeah. like the dancing games is just like it just makes a fart noise every yeah time like, and they're dancing <laughs> and if anything I kind of find those sound yeah, effects like, more annoying sometimes. I, yeah, Hyam's really good at them. Like, oh, he's yes, he's, a, he's like, amazing at them. Yeah, he's amazing, and I'm like I just don't because like, we went to I think it was Gamescom or I don't know where it was. I think it was Gamescom, and he was it might have been Paris Games Week, and he was playing like the Persona dancing game mm. and like absolutely killing it. Oh yeah, and I was like, 
which I can't tell any. Like, I'm terrible at this. Yeah, I'm, I'm bad at those. I I really struggle on like certain stages in like Rhythm Heaven games. I love oh, Rhythm yeah. Heaven games, but some of those stages, like there's just like certain ones where it'll like do like a dun dun and then it'll do like a dun dun, dun, dun. or something. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. I just, no matter how hard I try, like I always yeah. fuck those up. And, and there's loads of those in Taikono Tatsujin as well, which mm. is like same oh, thing. Oh, yep, like yeah. And, and that, but I keep playing them because I like do enjoy them. Like I, I love uh, the Taiko games because yeah. they're so much fun. I really love the like kind of WarioWare vibes of, mm. of like Rhythm Heaven and think those games are so creative. But boy, do I struggle yeah. with some of those. Yeah. And I just, it feels like I'll never get better. I'm just like, this is just like mm. a me problem that I cannot overcome. That actually reminds me of another challenging one, which is like, another interpretation of what we find challenging is like being consistently good at something that you think you should be consistently good at. Sure. And the game that comes to mind for that is Valorant and I guess like Counter-Strike because those two games, I guess maybe stuff like I don't play PUBG or anything like, I guess you could try like add those to it. But like those two games specifically, they feel like sports where like some days you wake up and you're like playing the game or like playing the sport and you're like, I'm feeling it. I'm sinking this this freeze mm-hmm. or like I'm hitting the ball or whatever it may be. Oh, yeah. Fell right like, into that if, flow Yeah, state. you're in the flow. You feel mm-hmm. good. And it's the same with like games like Valorant or CS. Like you're nailing the headshots. You're making the right decisions. Yeah. You're using your abilities properly. Other days, like you wake up and like you've eaten the wrong thing and you just feel like I can't land. I can't get this ball in the net. I can't. And it's the same with like you're missing your shots, yeah. like you're everything. And when that happens, like the feeling of being like, oh, I know I can do this. I should be able to do this is like crushing and it's so challenging to keep mm-hmm. going. And at the same time, like you're compelled to play them because it's yeah. like a compulsion. Like Valorant is such a hard game to put down because it feels, because when you have that moment of like, you nail a headshot, you feel like a king. You're like, I, I'm top of the world. Like I'm the best gamer. And then like you just get crushed for a while and you, you, you come back the next day just hoping. It's like gambling. You're hoping that you'll hit the jackpot instead of lose all your money for mm. this next session. So that can be, it's like also like a mental fortitude kind of check. But it's like, can, do you have it in you to keep coming back even when you get, you're getting kicked on your ass constantly? Yeah. But yeah, there you have it. Those are the games that we find challenging. Thank you for sending that um, in and setting that up, Maria, as always. And we're going to call it there for the podcast. Remember, if you want to send us questions, you can email us at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com or join our Discord where you can chat with other people in the Discord, including us. And also take part in the question of the week um, that we just took part in, um, which was uh, created by Maria. Um, and then let's go to what we're up to. John Luke, what are you up to? Anything you want to plug? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at John Luke Seipke on Twitter. I'm mostly going to be, I have like, there is a surprising amount of stuff around uh, Tokyo Game Show next week mm. that we're going to be covering um, mm-hmm. way more so than in previous years, which yeah. is uh, kind of exciting. Um, so I I feel like I just have a ton of stuff around that yeah. that I can't get into specifics of, but I am uh, look forward to that. That should be cool. Yeah. Jake? Uh, my Plague Tale preview article went up. The mm-hmm. video should be going up tomorrow morning, I think. Uh, we'll see how it goes. It's in feedback now, so we'll see if uh, it gets approval. Uh, other than that, I think that's about it. One thing I do want to point out, I actually don't think it's out until next week, but I'm very excited for it, is Chris Morris in the UK is working on mm-hmm. a really good show. Yes. About, um, about like 
psychology in games, and I believe the first episode goes up soon. Yeah, soonish. Yeah. Um, so I would keep an eye for that. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then yeah, the, the, I, I just want to point out because I watched it this morning, and I was like, damn, that's it's good. Enough. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been in production. Yeah, he's been it's working been on this. Working on that yeah. for a He's, long he's time. done a couple videos that are kind of like yeah. that. So if you've yeah. seen those before, um, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like in that. The scripts vein. have been like coming through for a while now so i've been like reading it mm. and like it's come together super super yeah. well and chris is amazing yeah you can tell he's like really yeah. like taking his time with yeah. it to get yeah. it right it works, um, yeah. which is great similarly like jesse on the video team has been working on something that should be coming up soon so yes oh, so yeah. very long on. time yeah. yeah um but yeah uh i'm at tomorrow h on everything uh go and watch the swipe show um mm. i am working on a preview for something that i can't talk about but you'll see mm. it tomorrow not tomorrow next week um but yeah, that's, that'll be exciting. Um, yeah. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, please remember to subscribe, review. If you're watching on Twitch, hit the follow, share it. Um, we're still kind of trying to grow the Twitch presence that we have here. Um, and we can only do that if you, you know show up, which we appreciate, and also share it and follow. So see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.